The Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet, a mattress that is designed to fit everybody and everybody. Snooze Mattress is introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress, where you can choose from soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with our reversible and washable temperature-regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow. You buy one mattress to last eight years, but a lot can change in that amount of time as you get fitter, heavier, and older. Customize your comfort, zip it, flip it, and choose your snooze. Did you know a study at UC Berkeley suggests that couples who struggle to sleep well fight more often? We spend half of our lives asleep, and for some of us, we spend 100% of that time sleeping alongside our significant other. The snooze flip split king would allow couples to customize their sleep for more restful nights and without sleeping in different rooms. Don't sacrifice your sleep for your partner. Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds every single day. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. As we're going to get into, uh, I don't know, I, the Avs defense is definitely not healthy, but it doesn't feel like they're that far from being healthy again either, right? So, yeah, it feels like uh, tomorrow night they could be in some trouble, but... Immediately uh, if, after that, yeah. If if you know Devon Taves being cleared for gone too, yeah. controlled contact, the really slow play in this one. Um, and if and if Gerard is not able to go tomorrow, then there's half of your top four from a group that, frankly, just hasn't played well enough as a uh, as a whole this entire season yet. I don't think they've played even close to well. And thank you for that super sticker, by the way, whoever that was. Uh, a pair character exaggeratedly stretching his arm forward to offer a cup of coffee. Cool. I don't know anything about super stickers on this platform. Still. Yeah. They're so, they're so weird to me. I told you you had to dramatically read Oh, them. you're right. I totally I forgot was, about that. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed that... It's been like six months since yeah, we've gotten a sticker. It so. is true. <laughs> People usually just stick to normal super chats. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so... First of all, Gerard, per Jared Bednar, has some soreness in his shoulder. Today, nothing concrete to go with that on whether he'll be available for tomorrow or, yeah, or we'll what see it tomorrow. looks like. But that that one is up in the air. And then, as AJ mentioned, Devontae's cleared for controlled contact, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, not, <laughs> he's not going to be wearing a pumpkin, probably, yeah. at least. Yeah. But I would say he's probably getting out of that. It's also not full cleared for contact. He's definitely going to play or anything like that either. So. Also that. Somewhere in between <clears throat> at the moment. So if, if Gerard, Gerard out, McDermott comes back in. Yeah. And then suddenly you're rolling Curtis McDermott, Ryan Murray, and Jack Johnson. So if Kale McCarr doesn't bring his S to your game, they're yeah. in trouble. Well, yeah. and then and then you really are wondering. Like you're probably going Johnson Johnson, and then you're going Murray McDermott and Kale and Bo yeah, at the top. I think that has I to think do the heavy heavy lifting. Yeah, I think Byron McCarr has to continue to be. You're playing him 27, 28 minutes that night. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a big ask for sure. Especially well, and. With Bo, you know, with with Byram, we've really seen a good a good yeah, start to the season. He's, he's for him. clearly had no trouble stepping into what they've given him so far. Yeah, and 
I think that it's been an encouraging start. I was digging into some of the numbers and stuff. Sure. To just see if like, it holds up like, with the eye test a little bit, like there, like yeah. how good it's been, and yeah. it's you know relative to how the Avs have played, it's very good. But actual um, numbers, it's just yeah, solid. it's still it's yeah, it's you're still looking at it, and you're saying this is this is good, not great, yeah. Um, and that's all that's all good and well. It's still bonk bonk. Um, sorry, I was dipping the snoot. Look. The thing is, we're at a point with the Avs defense where, look, asking McCarr to be the dude is nothing new. He did that all well, last season all and the time. And he needs to, he needs to, I like that everybody's telling us what controlled contact is. We, <laughs> we know what controlled contact is. We don't know what that means for Taves' timeline. Yeah. I, uh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> I I just you guys are so helpful. It's great, and I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. Like you guys are all just quick to to jump in and hook us. We up. We appreciate I you. Yeah, love I love you guys. This is, we've built a cool community. Y'all are dope. I I, I like this. Um, anyway, um, yeah, no, with Bakar though, it's uh, Bakar. It's it's more of a question of when are we going to see the A game? Because even even with the two points in the game winning shootout goal against Tampa Bay. You don't watch that game and think that was a that was McCarr like McCarr's B minus game at best. Yeah, like that <laughs> like, was like a yeah. that was that was kind of what we were expecting his baseline On his to be this year. Night. Yeah, yeah, we were we were looking, and he's had just had such an awful start that that felt like a huge step forward. And we know that there's even more for him to give. They, Kim McCarr has has yet to absolutely dominate yeah. a game. Yeah, and. It's an unfair ask because it's the NHL, but it's also something that we have seen him capable of and not capable of in like, remember that time Tyson Jost got a hat trick <laughs> and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Not like that where you're just like, wow, that was crazy and happened that one time. But like something that he has, something that he has actually done on a regular enough basis yeah. that it does become expectation every once in a while. You're not going to say he's going to go out there and dominate every night. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Uh, Connor McDavid. I mean... <laughs> fair enough. Connor McDavid does that. Um, but with McCarr, like, McCarr, it's like you, you really, really want to see... This year, it was the consistency question. Yeah, and so far, not a great. It's been the opposite. Yeah, not a great answer. Yeah, and yeah. you know, there's there's the question of uh, you know the injuries. Sure. What you know? How much is it affecting him? And uh, blah 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 blah. Right. And sure, maybe he has a slow starter. Um, we're early enough into his career that we get to ask that question, and it's not. Like when the Avs fan base became super convinced that Jerome Ginla was a slow starter, even though it was not true. If you went back and looked at his entire career, He's you would see that been fine. he was like a point per game guy through the first three months of the season. And it was yeah. like, what is this? And the Avs fans were like, he's always a slow starter. Guess what, guys? He got old. As people do. Yeah. Turns and out. with, you know, with... Uh, 
with Makar, it's we're still he is still young enough. We're still learning. This might be his first full eighty-two game season. He hasn't come particularly close in previous years. Yeah, but I just mean the season in general. In two years. That's true, because it was only 71 that first year. Yeah, but so uh, we'll see. uh, We'll see with Makar, but it it raises the stakes. If if Gerard and Taves are both out, it raises the stakes for certainly you need one of Jack Johnson or Ryan Murray to elevate their game. Because you need better than what we've seen the last couple games. Absolutely, because sure. you're looking at you're looking at those guys and saying, "All right, you know, for a third pairing, they're they're getting by. They didn't they they weren't any good against Tampa Bay. No, neither one of them were any good against Tampa Bay. But it was it was passable for a third pairing where you're just like, okay, you, you've got to have some horse. You've got to have some horses here, and. You're talking about putting without one of those that, dudes in the top four yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, Eric Johnson, who very very quietly was super good against Tampa Bay. I I didn't get we we didn't really dig too much into I, it, but I really like this game. He's been quietly effective for most of the year, honestly. Like but. the Eric Johnson that we've gotten is the Eric Johnson that one they really needed, yep. and and just that stabilizing force on the defense where. You've got so many young guys that are going up and down, and you know, and without Devon Taves, there's one less rock on the defense that way, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and and without Devon Taves, they're, they're you're more susceptible to the variance. With Devon Taves, you know, especially if he can repeat some of the quality of play that he had last year, yep, uh, it cha- it just changes totally your whole different dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, it changes that dynamic. So with EJ. <laughs> EJ it's a real it's a really positive sign what he's been able to do because you know after coming back from he hasn't played very much hockey he played four games last year you know there was, there was a realistic quite like how much does he have left in the tank yep. you know how good is he still in the NHL and, and as we're seeing like he's, he's slotted in just fine so far yeah yeah like he's solid I agreed. I, I have zero problems with EJ. I have zero it's, problems with Byram in this defense right now. It's it's the guys around them that have yep. got to pick it up. Yep. And as a group, they've got they've got to pick it up. Yep. They need to be better as as a whole unit. And slotting in Curtis McDermott and having Jack Johnson in your top four, not signs that they're improving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're going against a one and four Vegas club tomorrow that. It's gonna start. Look, they've got some, they've got a They're lot of injuries. Heavily injured, yeah. They've they are they Especially are a compromised, yeah. a compromised version of themselves. But I t- I tell you though that even with that being true, those guys are gonna they feel it. They're one and four. They've got to. They know this pressure's out. on. Yeah, yeah. You just cannot give away points and spend the entire regular season chasing. You will you will you, if you spend the entire season chasing down a playoff spot. Once you get to the you're playoffs, you're exhausted by that. You're point. spent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, emotionally, you can only it, it can it, it can only work that you know for for so long. Yep. Uh, so it's it's important for Vegas to start to bank points, and similarly for Colorado, one and three start. You know, they, they are, are their one teams. shootout goal from being one three and one. Right, <laughs> and and having to re- like all like similarly dig themselves out here. They are they are also having to dig themselves out of a slow start. Yeah, uh, and 
you look at both divisions and you're like, oh, you know, you think long term both clubs are going to be fine. Definitely. This is, this is quietly an important game for each team. And don't you think the Avs would love to put them at one and five? Just to and say just what's help up. say what's up, Vegas. Help yeah. put them further behind that eight ball. Yep. And be like, it's a new year, but we remember. Yep. No doubt about it. I, I think that that would definitely be a motivating factor there. And and Vegas wants to do the exact opposite. Of, of they want to be like, oh, hey, we, we used you as a launch pad to the conference finals last year. We're going to use you as a launch pad to health and to, uh, to get our back, season. Yeah, yeah. To, to get back on the right track this year. Yeah. So I think, the, you know, tomorrow is, is is an important game for both clubs. And, and I think it's an important emotional component to it. it it's quietly become like this banger of a stretch of the season for the abs Mm -hmm. and yeah they got blown out by washington but the florida game was fun even if the abs did struggle to produce in it Mm -hmm. the tampa game the other night aj you and i were talking about it just before we went live not only was it really good in the moment looking back on it that was a high end hockey game it lived up to what you would think colorado and tampa bay should do yeah and again those two teams Continue to play quality games mm-hmm. where you just say, boy, sure would be a fun cup does finals. feel like a cup finals a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, sure would be a fun one. You know, we'll get to that somewhere in the year. I have no doubt. Not on today's show. But <laughs> my point being now they have Vegas animal. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, they have Vegas coming up. Another what is supposed to be two heavy hitters in the NHL mm-hmm. playing in a hockey game that both are hungry to win. Mm-hmm. So the, the same situation they were just in, in Tampa Bay, pretty much. Yeah. Almost exactly the same. Yeah. Bigger difference being that they're, they're in the same conference. So you don't love giving a point away. Like definitely. They, they, they you don't care about the point that yeah, Tampa they, got. They, yeah. yeah. You, there's no bad feelings about that at all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it, it will be interesting to see. Uh, look, you go into the start of the season and the first 10 games, you're not too, you're not expecting too much desperation from anybody. Mm-hmm. And now you get into these situations where the ads are two and three Vegas is one and four. And you're, mm-hmm. you want to see what it looks like. You want to yeah. see when these teams do get hungry, when they, yeah. when they need a win. When they start to respond, yeah. especially like, look, but, Especially if, if Gerard does not play tomorrow and they're out Gerard and Taves. Like, yep. We continue to talk. These are two compromised versions of each other. For sure. How do they manage that? Yeah. It's a, it's a totally fair question. And like injuries affect everybody, but they've hit these two clubs early on hard. Yep. This is It's been a tough go for these two teams out of the gate because they're not playing with their 100%, uh, 100% roster. No doubt. And... That's just opportunity for the teams around them, and they're taking advantage of it right now. You know, are you looking at the standings? St. St. Louis is St. Louis and teams Louis. that are injured. Yeah, St. Louis and Minnesota are, are out of the gates where they're looking around like, "See you, nerds, come get yeah. us." Yeah, you know, Colorado gets both of those teams this week. Their their tough schedule continues. It does. It 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 does get easier at the start of November, but until yeah. then, it's uh the Avs got to grind it every night. Yeah. So it it will be interesting. I know for sure I will need some Breck brews during every game. So 
head on over to the DNVR bar. Check out the eight different kinds we got on tap. I got an avalanche right here. Absolutely delicious. Highly recommend you get this one. Or whatever's your flavor. They really, all of their beers are amazing. AJ's a, a vanilla porter guy. I know he'll get down on Strawberry Sky on occasion as well. Mm -hmm. So if AJ drinks them, you know, just about anybody can have that beer. Uh, check them out. You can find them at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to do that. And then hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. Make sure you're taking care of your teeth. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. They're super convenient, just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood. And they really do take care of you. They'll make sure you're all covered with reminders. They'll let you know when you need to get your next visit scheduled. They just want to look after you and make sure everything is all good with your teeth. Of course, also a good reason to come down to the bar. We got a uh, we got a watch party coming tomorrow. So if you want to catch a Vegas, the Vegas ads, game. Yeah. Look, obviously, if you got tickets to the game, go to the game. But the next best place to watch it is the DNVR bar. Mm -hmm. So come on down, watch it with us. I'll be here hanging out, vibing with the people. Should be a good time. And looking forward to it. Having watch parties, official watch parties, we're doing a lot of. But even nights we don't have the watch party on, game's always on here. We'll always put the audio on unless, you know, the Nuggets are playing at the same time or mm -hmm. something. So, And that just depends on the... That just depends. How important each game is, whatever. Well, it's, yeah. it's, uh, the, way that, the way that it's set up is if the Nuggets uh, are overlapping with the Avs, whichever game comes on first yep. gets audio. Gets audio. <laughs> and if they're at the same time, then it's whichever team is on the road there gets you go. the audio. Because there will be more people at the game for the home. Definitely game. true. So, yep. That's how. That's just how it's gonna work. Yep. So, so keep yeah. your eyes posted. You know, we love to get it rocking down here. You know, I I'll throw uh, all the small things on the uh, the jukebox every chance I get. It's so, true. Come vibe. Have a good time down at the DNVR bar. I like to throw Hanson on there. He will throw Mbop after every game, it's win true. or lose. It's true. <laughs> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ coming at you, talking about the ad. Okay. A hockey team of Muppets already exists. We just call them the Canucks. Oof. Oof. You sure it's the Canucks? Yeah. You sure it's not Detroit? No. All right. I'm not. Okay. All right. Feels like it should be Detroit to me. All right. But, you know. Well, next time you get to make the joke, then. True. <laughs> Slow on the trigger, I guess. Slow on the trigger. Uh, <laughs> look, the Avs are a hockey team that we have not really seen them score their way out of trouble yet this year. Yes, yeah. the top line and McCarr got going last night, again, two nights, two nights ago, ago against Tampa. Yeah. Um, but... This is a team that we know is capable of putting up five, six, seven goals when they're rolling, and they is haven't. That, can we? Is this team capable of that? Yes, I think previous, so. Previous previous teams were definitely capable of it, but is this team, with the depth that it has, the depth question marks that it has, the slow starts from Burakovsky, the injury to well, Nachushkin, the total. What are they getting out of anybody in their I, bottom six? Is this capable? Do you really feel like this team is capable of dropping I, six on somebody? I think it is, and I think you hit the nail on the head. The slow start from Burakovsky. Okay. And while Kadri looks good, particularly the goal scoring, hasn't fully showed up yet. He got okay. the one opening night, and that's that's really it from him. Mm -hmm. 
So, and and look, you know, you're not asking everybody to be on their A game every night because that's just not realistic. No, it's not going to happen. But if you have your first line doing their thing, they're going to provide you a couple goals. Most likely. I would say I would say plan on an average Avalanche night. Plan for the top line to score a goal. Yeah. And then Even strength, power play, one way plan, or another. Yeah. Plan for them to get a goal. For sure. You had you have some pieces that are working in the bottom six. You have JT Comfort producing, and, and sure, maybe he's playing second left wing or whatever with Natrushkin out. Yeah. But you have that piece clicking. You have a fourth line that while the finishing isn't there, the opportunities they've been producing have been very, very good. You just need to catch a night where the puck goes in for them. Yeah. The third line is where the mystery kind of starts to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, we should really start referring to the third line as what as it actually is. The fourth is line. In, as, as Helm and Jost and O'Connor, or Helm and O'Connor and whoever they put in between Rambo them. Santa and his bag of toys is the line I'm talking about. So Yeah, that's the, that's the line where you really don't understand what the plan is right now, what's yeah. going on, what... I mean, right now, is it... Is it what even is that line? Is it... Is it Ranta and Magna and Kaut is like the leftover line because Jost is with the other guys and Comfer's up on your second line. Like that's kind of <laughs> where it is right now. Yeah, and that's look. I'm sorry, but that's a fourth line right now. Sampo Ranta hasn't done dick. Agreed. In five games, like he he's had one scoring opportunity that I can that I can clearly recall. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you want to count the one where he cut to the hard to the net that one time, two sure two that he, I can clearly recall. He didn't even recall. really get a shot off. On yeah, that play, right. But. but and it was like you loved the aggressiveness and you loved the move and all that, but the execution was still nowhere near. Yeah, he just hasn't done anything yet. And then, you know, we know what Jason Magnet is and isn't. He's not getting them hurt, but he's not doing much. You're not asking that dude to provide offense. You just and. You know what he is. With Martin Kaut through the first couple his first couple games this year, I feel like he's been totally fine. Yeah, but not very offensively but productive. There's not been a floor or a ceiling or anything. It's just been I think he's done good work and I think he's uh, uh I think he's been more physically engaged than we've seen in previous NHL stints. There's plenty I, there's what, a lot to like. What but... sucks about with with Kaut is that the second power play unit is a nightmare has been so bad yeah. that it has not been able to get set up at all. Yeah. So we have no idea how that unit's rolling. Yep. We just, I mean, we haven't gotten to see it at all. And that's, that's and the fact not that it count, but the <laughs> fact that it can't even get set up, is just a problem in itself. Yeah. So I, I, I'm all of this just to, just to go back and say, I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that this is a team right now that can score six goals. I think, I, I think, think this it is, is, but I think this is a team. I, I think this is a team right now. That's going to have to work really hard to get to three every night. I don't and, think I, I don't agree with that. And that I'm comfortable with you being wrong. And you know, you know, like half the time you say that it's you that's wrong, right? Yeah. Just, just so we're But clear. the other okay. half I'm uh, right. Uh, so, okay. So glass half full, my man. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think right now, this version of the team right now, especially if there's no Gerard and no Taves on defense, I think that they're. I think that they have to work hard. They have to play very disciplined hockey because the PK is not not great right now. The power play, as we've seen, is misfiring. That that and even strength and even strength. They've half of their lineup. They're not asking. They're not realistically looking for offense out of it. They're just saying, don't give up goals against. And so with that, that's a combination for me where I say, hey, right now, 
right now, not long term, not when they're fully healthy, not when they're back into a good rhythm. But right now, I don't think that this is a team that's going to drop six on somebody. I think that this is a three goal team where it's they can get they they can get to three. They might sneak an empty netter. They might get a freebie. They might get a little lucky and get to four. But other than that, I think they need to be they need to be I, trying to win three to two. I, I this, mean, this this is the version of the team that needs Darcy Kemper to be a beast. I I agree that Darcy Kemper needs to be good for this team. But I even as it's built right now, I don't think this team should really struggle to get the three goals regularly. I I think they're fully capable of that when you have the top line. When you throw in, yes, their defense is shorthanded, but they still have Kale McCarr. Mm -hmm. If Bowen Byram's going to continue to play like this, he's going to be effective for you on both ends of the ice. Okay. That's enough. You get you get reasonably quality play out of Kadri and Burakovsky on top of that, you should be getting to three. Uh, I don't think that's enough. On 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 From night to night, I don't think that's I, enough. I will grant you the power play needs to be better. That I is, don't think there's any argument that special teams in general has got to raise their level of play. That I have no argument against. It, the, Especially while their 5v5 work continues to be such a chaotic work in, a, yeah. a, a work in progress for some of the lines where, you know, you are looking at a Ranta and a Cout and you're like, yeah, you got to have something here, you know? Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it. Mikhail Maltsev, we didn't bring him up because he got sent down before the game was even over. It yeah, felt like. <laughs> he got he got sent down immediately. Yeah. Do you think that was a bit of a quick hook? Was it aggressive? Yes. Did his play earn it? Kind of. So I'm I'm not super against it. And look, part of this is probably my bias that it was him and not Cout. So I'm like, let's go, Martin Cout opportunity. <laughs> but <laughs> well, one of those guys had a nightmarish game. Yeah, right. Where two goals were directly created. He actively off of turned place. a puck over behind his own net that yeah. resulted in a goal, and it's like you just can't do that. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> I think part of my my other problem with Maltsev's few games that he's gotten so far is there. you talk about Kout and Ranta and where's the offense. It's not like Maltsev has really brought the offense either. True. Well, so, and this is kind of why I'm, like, not convinced that they can drop six on anybody. But well, and, that, and, and I said and, that line is the problem. With, unless, with unless, all, unless all the other guys just absolutely go off on the same night, which, you know, like even Detroit's... Even Detroit scored bad six team, the other like, night. Yeah. Like <laughs> even 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 bad teams have those big nights for sure. But it's right now. I just think that there are too many. I think there are too many gaping holes in the lineup. And with Maltsev, you know, I I I do understand where they were coming from. It was a nightmare of a game. Yep. And just legitimately like yeah, a nightmare I, of a game. I, but I, again, oh, I don't man. really have a problem with it. It was very aggressive, though. It was. I mean, to not even wait until. They got they landed. Home. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, <laughs> it was definitely. And it's not like it's not like uh, the Eagles are at home and right. You're not you know, trying to get them into a game. or Well, something. and it's not. Yeah. It's not like they were saving any kind of cap space to do it. Like there was, there wasn't the, the there there wasn't any need for them to be uh, that quick about that, it. They were just the sending only reason the you're doing that is to send a message. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. And and, and although I I will say, look, I do think it's a good thing for a guy like Martin Cout. Um, yeah. And it and it does bode well for Sample Ranta continuing to get looks. Like, we've been railing against Ranta, and, like, we don't get it. But 
Also, isn't this what we have been arguing for for years for yeah, young and, players? And, Give them a legitimate opportunity. And, but when it's when you are are five games in, I think now there is you know the first couple of games you're like, well, it's been three games. Like he's a rookie, you know. At, at this point, though, there needs to be. Well, you could easily swap out Alex Newhook for Sampo Ranta and I, give another guy five I games. Wouldn't mind that, but and and that's where I think that there needs to start to be some. There's an, there needs to be urgency from Sampo. <laughs> start showing steps forward here. And I agree. I you know, if if we get to game nine and Sampo still hasn't done anything offensively, it just can't continue, right? Yeah. With with a guy I mean, like game, New Hook down you the say, line. You say game nine, but for the record, just so people don't get it twisted. He's not. A, not, it's not. It is not a contract. His contract thing. is running either yeah, way. That it is not. Just, he did. He did not draw the nine game limit uh, because of that. It's just. It's just. We're that's almost a good there. Number for it anyway. Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 four more games yeah. and yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to we, clarify. I'll, I'll call it ten games just to. Yeah. Make it obvious, the 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 ELC is totally or it's yeah. it's going. It's it doesn't. Um, it, it the ELC actually doesn't really matter for any of these guys. There is no one that they can save an ELC on this year, I believe, and, unless it, they do something crazy like use Foodie. Or that's something. what I was gonna yeah. say. I think Foodie would be the only slide uh, candidate. Yeah. Um, so and I'd have to double check that. I'm pretty sure he slides, but I'm not a hundred percent. Anyway, not I'm the point you. I'm trying to make here. The point I'm trying to make is yes, you need to see more out of Sampo, but at the same time. He hasn't turned a puck over behind his own net. That results in a goal oh, either. Right. So it's not like he's he, had the disaster game. Definitely. He hasn't made the big mistakes. And he had the one penalty, though. Yep. And that like, did result in a goal, to be fair. It was it was one. Yep. The only problem was, was that it came way too soon after the four penalty game in the preseason. We were like, is this going to be a problem? And it hasn't been. Yeah. And so that's been good. I guess if we're looking for improvement, there it is. Credit for him there. He, he stopped going in the box every night. <laughs> Um, so that, that, that has been good. Yeah, it has, but there needs to be, there needs to be some sustained offensive pressure there. Yep. And Jost needs to stay like, I love Tyson <laughs> Jost, but we're seeing, we're seeing the ceiling here. That guy needs to stay between Helm and O'Connor. Yep. That's where he's working and get what <laughs> in a lineup where you have so many problems, so many question marks. If you've got something that works, don't you mess with just it. stick yeah. with it. Yep. You you got a top line and you you have a third line that's working. Let them it roll. Just, it seems so easy to drop new hook in there over a Magna even. Yeah, I would agree. Just uh, but I mean, are you really gonna are you really gonna roll in, in the NHL a line of Ranta, new hook, and Cout? I mean, am I? Absolutely. <laughs> are the Avs? No, probably not. Uh, so. You know what you're getting with Sherwood though, and it's just it also isn't good. Not good like, enough. Certainly. You're gonna get you're gonna get a game or two where he's a battering ram and he goes in and he hits stuff and he he'll get three shots on goal and he won't score and you'll okay great like that was that was more and then he'll fall off the cliff and you'll be right back to it. He's the dude who you play for one game. You go to your regulars and say, "I need you to play like that." Yeah, and then you send him back. Yep. It's a it's the the vice of quadruple A players. Is you can get a little jump out of them for a game or two, but it, they just can't sustain a long-term NHL lineup spot. Yeah. So a quadruple A player. Is that not up. what I said? Yeah. Okay. Good. Who knows? I never know what I'm saying at this no, point. Anymore. I was words just, just come out of my mouth. I was just agreeing with you. I know. I know. But I I wasn't sure because I didn't know what I said. Nope. Uh, you're right. Anyway, the Evs. 
are in a weird spot right now. As we said, the schedule does not really get easier for them in the immediate. Yeah. This week, anyway. I mean, doesn't get easier this week. Yeah. If they come, Them, the biggest St. Louis and Minnesota is a tough slate right and, now. And you're in two completely different universes. If they come out of this week two and six, alarms are sounding. Yeah. But if they come out of this week four and four or better, fine. You're chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. If they come out two and six, you have a real bad problem. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I mean, if you win, if you win two of the three, you feel good. Yeah, that's that's four and four. You're feeling yeah. pretty okay. It, even even at three and five, you don't feel great about it. But you're you're, you're moving, okay. You're moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Like your points is not points are nice. Yep. And it's it's gonna be interesting to see how things shake out as they get into November. Because like we said, look, Taves could be back whenever they want. He could be back tomorrow, yeah. or if he's not back tomorrow, you don't expect it to be too long. But you get into November, and you start seeing Nachushkin come back. You start seeing at what point can Frankie go. How important is a little bit more flexibility for the abs right now? Really important. Yeah? Yeah, because I feel like they, like I said, you, you, when you're looking for answers in a lineup that has a lot of questions... You've got to go with what works, and that that locks you into your top line. Yeah, that locks you into Helm Jost O'Connor. It should lock you into Helm Jost O'Connor. Um, it, and I think, and I think that that's it. Certainly, that's makes, where if you get a Nachushkin back, he can he can answer that question on your second line next to Kadri and Burakovsky. Where if Confer is going to continue to to be, I want to say engaged. I don't ever like saying playing well because. I feel like that just gets me into internet fights. Should I say effective? Yeah. If he continues to score, because that's where he's effective is right. scoring. Yeah. He's getting he, he gets caved in and shot metrics but and you, stuff. You and, knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. And and like he's not you know, the, the there's it's with Confer Confer is, is one of the great examples in the NHL of bad analytics but effective NHL player. We we have this conversation every year, but you have to look at the whole picture. Yeah, you, it, it can't just be the eye test. It can't just be analytics. Yeah, it can't just be oh look at this really good stat or this really bad stat. You have to look at the full picture right. of a hockey player. You can't just look at him scoring thirty five points and say well he scored thirty five points he's right. fine. But you also can't look at his wowies and say oh well he makes every line he's on worse yeah and say he's a bad player right because he's the same both of he got to both of those spaces being the same guy right and it's just it's just it's 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 more complicated than yeah that. he's yeah. an effective nhl player yep and you know that makes him tough in this in this year's lineup it makes it tough because he's really important to their success yeah Last year's lineup, if he was playing better, that was just aces for a really deep forward group. Gravy, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this this is tough, though, when he's as important as he is this year. You know, getting a Nachushkin back, like, that would really help them. It would. How badly do they miss him? Especially you notice how important he is defensively. Yeah. It, that he stabilizes the line that he's on so much that without him, it's been problematic. The team defense hasn't been as good, 
And part of that is because Nachushkin is no longer the rock on the line that he's on. You know, it's it's funny against the Tampa game because I actually like the number of the forwards that played defense for the Avs in that game, specifically because they were playing YOLO defense. They were playing, I'm going all in at the blue line and poking the puck off this guy's stick repeatedly. And it yeah. worked. It worked. But that's not going to work every night. Yeah. Well, that's where someone like Nachushkin can help you because he's not going to create a ton of odd man rushes with his defense, but he's going to just shut other teams down. Yeah. And, and it creates a suffocating style of defense that, it's hard to play against. It's the type of defense that teams get frustrated against. Yeah. And he's so good with puck retrieval in particular. He's so good at yep. puck retrieval that when loose pucks are in the defensive zone, that guy goes in and he the comes out. Come of out it. with it. Yeah. And, you know, in transition and all, in anything when it comes on, when it's on a stick. Different story, but. It's still in flux with him in his career, but definitely a. Definitely a piece that they're really, really missing right now. And maybe it's good that they got this look so that they could really get an idea of how important he is to this year's team. Understand what it's going to look like going forward yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I got that. I feel that a little bit. All right. Well, now we got to talk about little abs need to add a little bit of meat to their lineup, right? Yes. So... Maybe you need to add a little bit of meat to your dinner. And that's where Hassle Cattle Company comes in handy, all right? Yes. Whether you can get the Wagyu beef burger down here at the bar, which is absolutely delicious, you can also order directly to your home, not just burgers, but steaks, whether it be their sirloin, their ribeye, their tomahawk steak. They got all sorts of meat. It's all absolutely delicious. You really cannot go wrong with it. Cook it medium rare or less, please. Don't be Dario. That's all I'm saying. You can get 10% off when you use code DNBR10. He's <laughs> one burger in yep. front of us. And we're never going to let Taking him live Taking stray it bullets down. forever. <laughs> Taking stray bullets forever from now on. 10% off with code DNBR10. If you get $200 or more, you get free shipping as well. And then, you know, look, sometimes you want it to take extra good. So you want to give yourself the munchies before you go in on it. That's what Solace Meds is for. You can get them at solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Use code DNVR20 to get 20% off your entire purchase. Or go in-store, selects products ranging from 15 to 25% off. They have four locations in Colorado, including one up in Fort Collins. So they got you covered if you're in the I-25 corridor. Go find it. Go get in there. Go get your cannabis needs. You got it. Yeah. You made that bed, not us, bud. All right. <laughs> Check out Solace Meds They're great I, I really do love their pickup service Because I always feel super awkward being in there So I just order it, pick it up, and get out of there Makes my life a whole hell of a lot easier And of course, check out DraftKings Sportsbook Number one rated sportsbook app out there They got you covered for uh, all the bets you could possibly imagine uh, AJ, AJ needs to work on his F1 betting game a little bit Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, I went with I went with bad bets but good odds. Yeah, and that was where that was where I you went wrong. Well, and like I would not have gotten the retirements right even had I picked the team because I would have picked uh, 
Haas or Williams. And you ended up with Alpine being yeah, right. the double like, retirement. Like yeah. it, I would not have picked Pierre Gasly as the one to, yeah. to go down, right? <laughs> so I would not like I would not have gotten that right anyway. For sure. For so sure. It was it was it was foolhardy for me to go with none though. But it was just the odds were just so good. I was like well, and, eh. and this is where I think DraftKings gets really interesting is you can turn bad odds into good odds when you take some bad odds bets and put them all into a same game parlay. Dude, do we want to talk about this now? If you want to go for it, I say go for it. So one of the things that we're going to start doing is everybody in the, the NHL plays every Saturday. Yeah, that's their pretty big much day. every team plays every Saturday. Yeah, that's their big day of the week. And so we wanted to start. We wanted to do something fun. Yeah. And we wanted to start putting together the Super Saturday slate. Yeah, is that I think that's I think it? that's yeah. what we were gonna call it was the Super Saturday slate where we pick we we put down money on a parlay for every game in the we NHL. Pick it in the NHL that, that Saturday and we pick we we pick the games. Pick winners for every game. And try and turn three dollars into five hundred dollars. Yeah, because you're gonna get insane odds. <laughs> so keep your eyes out for that. Yeah. Play so along with us. I think it is I think it's gonna be something uh I think that's gonna be something that's fun for us to do that's silly and it's just like ah long shot bet. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. And it, look, it, you throw in twenty five bucks. You put one dollar on that every week, and that's the entire NHL season. Yeah, where you're you're there you go. you're spending a dollar a week for a long shot to win like five hundred or something. Yeah, straight up, it's it's gonna be a good time. I'm actually really excited for us to start doing it because it's gonna be. Yeah, it it I, look, maybe maybe there's one Saturday where we're at the bar yeah. and it hits and it's just like oh my the gosh. Play the early game. You find out all your bets have hit after the pod, and <laughs> yeah. we're sitting there watching like. Detroit versus Ottawa losing our minds. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one where you're just like, oh my god, need the need like it, it's the last game. Yeah. And it's it's LA Vancouver. Oh god. <laughs> and you're in you're into a you're into overtime yeah. and you're just like three V three and you're <laughs> a mess. Yep. Like, come on, whichever team you pick. <laughs> yeah, so we think it'll be a fun we think that'll be a really fun thing that we start to we start to do. Yeah. Keep your eyes out for that. We're we're looking forward to that. We have a bunch of other content that we can't spoil yet coming up too. Mm-hmm. Uh should be a fun time. That's all I'm saying. Some of the new content will will get created by some of the new people who are coming on board to help us uh Indeed. Help us out because we we've made a couple of hires and we've added a couple of folks to the Av squad. And in the next week, we'll be uh, unveiling. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. Third period of this DNVR Avalanche podcast. I've heard, I've seen a billion comments about this on the last couple of shows, so we got to talk about it. Is Oscar Alouson the best player in the OHL right now? <laughs> no, because Shane Wright is in the OHL. I know. I know. <laughs> so, no. But he's close. But also. <laughs> uh that's the kind of that's the kind of start that you wanted exactly yeah. what you wanted like. well when we had talked we had talked about look once you saw him really pop in those in those nhl preseason games it was like oh man this is the good side we saw the bad stuff yep so we saw all the stuff that needed work and all the stuff that needed 
you know, hey, there's a long way to go here. The rough edges. Yeah. yeah. And then you saw you saw the good things that got him drafted in the first round, and you were like, look, man, the Avs. There's NHL talent there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say they were right about this one, but they definitely did a good job picking out, hey, this this guy yeah. has got these skills that they really like. Can you build a hockey player around? Right. Him, is the can question. they can yeah. can they get a guy out of them? Yeah. And I think the excitement. Obviously, we saw him beating decent goaltenders with that shot in the preseason. Yeah. And now he's just ripping up kids. Right now, now he's in the OHL against goalies that don't know what to do, and yeah. he's just he's going off, and it's yeah. really really encouraging. I've seen some people be like, "Ah, oh, bring him up to the NHL and let him get a let him get his nine getting." He's not. He's not close. Not there, fam. He's not close. Uh, one of the most encouraging things for me has been his strength on the puck in open ice. Mm-hmm. It, it's he still does not understand how big and strong he is along the boards, mm-hmm. and that is something that has to improve. But in open ice with the puck on his stick, there's enough there. I think he understands that he can be strong on the puck. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's a giant human being playing against kids. He's a kid too. To well, and fair, this is but. where this is where it's going to help him though, where he's going to get that confidence, being more physical in yep. a more in in the much more physical North America. Yep. Uh, where you know the puck battles behind the net are really important. Yep. And really common, whereas in Europe, because there's so much room back there, specifically. That's an area that he doesn't, you know, he never really got too involved in. For sure. And getting some confidence beating up on some kids is going to be good for him. Going to help. Because he's also a kid himself who's still getting bigger and stronger. So even as he finds confidence, he's going to be adding that weight. He's going to be adding some of that strength over time. Uh, He just needs, he just needs to get, it, it needs to continue. You know, the goals are great, but he was always going to be good at that. You knew that already. He needs to really, you know, as Dario has on the comment on the screen here, he needs to round out the other parts of his game. His playmaking has to got to get better. He's got to get even even what you liked in the NHL games. There was very, very little of him using his teammates effectively with uh, the puck. And Olausen is the opposite of Jamie McGinn. All right. McGinn had a clock on him where he felt like at a certain point he just couldn't have the puck anymore. 2.8 seconds yeah. and I got to get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, Lawson, there is no clock. Never. He, there's never a moment where Olausen thinks he shouldn't have the puck anymore. Yeah. He will literally skate with it until he shoots it or he loses it. Yeah. And he's got to figure that out. He's got to understand that most of the time, the effective play is you getting rid of the puck. You utilizing teammates is going to make him a lot more dangerous overall. Yep. Um, play without the puck has got to has got to pick up. In general, yep. Um, just the physicality and all that, all that stuff. But just understanding the game around him and how to be, how to put himself into good positions, what those positions are, and how to play without the puck on a stick. For sure, and and. There's some of that offensively that he's already pretty good at. He understands how to slide into the soft spot of the zone and put himself in a good shooting position. Mm -hmm. Um, But he doesn't really do much else. Like he doesn't put him, he doesn't put himself in a position where he can help, you know, Oh, I can draw a defender away here. I can draw a defender there. You know, 
uh, and, and he just kind of stands around. Yep. If and, he's, if he, and if he's put himself in a good shooting spot, he'll stay there. Yeah. He, he gets real comfy real fast. Yeah. Um, defensive side, kind of the same stuff, too. And, and you know, some of this is him just adjusting to the North American game, so we'll see yeah. in a month or two how much he's settled in. But uh, from box score and highlight scouting, dude looks fire. Yeah. From his whole game... Still a long way to go. Yeah. Plenty of reasons for optimism there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a fun yes. start to the season for for a lot of Avs prospects, actually. And by the way, go check out the prospect portfolio if you want to catch some highlights of people. But Yeah, I mean, Sean Barron's is off to a good start at DU. He's been as advertised. Yep. Um, he's a small guy who's got good, good, good skills. And uh, a really aggressive mindset that helps him overcome the fact that he's 5'10". Yep. Like a legit 5'10". Yeah. Um, he's kind of small, but... Yeah, and, you know, we'll see. It it doesn't hurt that he's playing on DU, which is well, a monster offensively. The great, the great part about him, his role with the Pios, though, is that they've given him a lot of responsibility. The opportunity, sure. Yeah, this is not... Uh, Nate Clarman, Nikki Lieberman at Notre Dame slowly incorporate them into things. Yeah. You know, Sean Barron's is top pairing day one. Let's go. Yep. They, and he's he's rewarded them with with good play so far. Right into it, no problem. So yeah. It's been it's been encouraging for, a, for him so far. For a YOLO twenty twenty one draft, early returns are pretty good so far for the yeah. Fs. Um, you know, Bulyalski hasn't done anything at Vermont yet. Not and too last time I saw I haven't seen I hadn't seen Makar do anything at UMass yet. But he uh, Makar's like not even a lineup right Yeah, Makar Makar is going to be a much he that's a four year play. Yep. That is one where anything that happens in his freshman year, you're good. Yep. Exactly. So um but yeah, those those guys are off to a good start. The other the other guy that really we've talked a lot about um, in the portfolio and like a little bit on Twitter, uh, really important guy in the future is Drew Hellison. Yep, it's we're seeing what I want to see out of Drew Hellison this year, and what I've seen so far early days, of course, is he's starting to make the NCAA look routine for himself. Like it's not anything special for him yeah. to be a monster defensively mm-hmm. and to con- play a true shutdown role yeah. where just thing he just erases his half of the ice right. defensively exactly and and contribute offensively where he can as well yeah the so, recognition the speed of the game all of it looks like he's very comfortable in the college game now yeah uh, it looks like. By the end of this year, he will be sign that contract. And very comfortable moving on from from that level. Yep. And then where he fits into Colorado will be somewhat determined by where the Avs are. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see how aggressively they decide to to promote him and play him because. I mean, you could make an argument, especially if there's an injury or two. Stylistically, certainly. Yeah. That as a defensive as a defensive defenseman who can move a puck a little bit, I mean, you put him next to a Ryan Murray on a third pairing, you know, and maybe you don't need give a little more freedom there, yeah. You don't you're not you you're not looking at Jack Johnson and what he brings and saying, Well, we don't have anybody else that can do that. You know, you bring Drew Hellison who, you know, <laughs> 
The guy eats glass for breakfast. <laughs> you know, like well, he's a tough son of a bitch and he's mean. And, and he's right-handed and that gives you that gives you a the one, two, three on McCarr, the right side. Johnson yeah. and then Hallison and then on the left, you know, you've got Byram G and Taves and on Taves. A, if you're fully healthy. Right. Yeah. And and that's where that's where you're like, oh man, you could definitely put one of these guys with him. Yep. And I mean, like any of those work, you want a super shutdown pairing, you throw him with Taves. Yeah. You want a little bit more puck moving ability, you throw him with Gerard. Mm-hmm. You want honestly a line that I think people would absolutely hate to play against you throw him with byram yeah the the thing is i think byram's gonna be with mccarr this year i think, man. I, I think I, that's where we're headed i wouldn't change it based on what we've seen so far yeah. that's for sure i think that's where we're headed and i think that's where i mean that's that's where the question of what do you do with sam gerard becomes a real thing because uh, taves would you uh, you know taves with johnson Sure, you can. Immediately, I think Taves on your third pairing, you're totally fine with this. He works Work his way into it. Totally, totally. But, but I mean, oh my gosh. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Too many good defensemen, but... Yeah, it, it and that's where that's where Gerard becomes the guy that you trade for Jack Eichel. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back to, not even going to acknowledge that and move back to our original point. The thing with Hellison is the Avs have a ton of flexibility because the only defenseman they're really developing in the AHL right now is Justin Barron. Yeah. They have the rest of their defense where they can play Hellison wherever they want. Yeah. And, and even Nathan Clermans with Utah now. So. Well, and, and it's interesting because then you look at, all right, your top prospects, assuming Zhravilov does not come over from Russia and that Barron's plays a couple more years in college. Yep. Um, you Two very different guys in well, Barron and Hellison. Yeah, and then now your right side is this, is like, is their development the reason that you can let EJ go at the end of his contract? Yeah. Fair. Or do you bring an EJ back on a, obviously cheap one year whatever well and where you're like okay you know because if ej is going to play the way that he has this year somebody's going to give him four million dollars right you know like that's and you let someone else deal with that aging curve right but i mean is that is it, then your your long-term right side is is baron and hellison and makar and you know maybe that's you're just not fine. sitting around yeah. talking about a small avalanche defense right. anymore for sure so a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, it's certainly certainly interesting um, that uh, that development looks like it's it, going well you know, for for Hellison and you know even Barron in the AHL so far this year has looked solid. And I mentioned it in the prospect portfolio, but yes, the Avs have had some extremely high defensive picks in McCarr and Byram. Yeah, but when you look at Connor Timmins. When you yeah. look at Drew Hellison... By the Hellison, way, he's off to a good yeah. start in Arizona. Yeah. When you look at Drew Hellison and Justin Barron on the way, maybe you know you even go down the line with someone like Sean Barron's coming too. Mm-hmm. The Avs could be turning into a powerhouse when it comes to drafting defensemen. There's certainly a team that looks like it's getting more comfortable with understanding... How to identify traits that they prefer. Yeah. And getting NHL guys out of them. Yep. 
uh, because it's not it's not that that what they're doing is going to apply to every team. Of course not. You know, like if if they of all these prospects were in Dallas's system, you'd be like a little awkward. So fit. this is yeah. going to be interesting because they're going to play extreme defense. Yeah. Are they really going to reshape the way they yeah, want to play? They're not going to. They're not going to be ultra. Like that's not a group that's going to play that ultra physical defense first style. You'd be hype on Hellison, but everybody else. Yeah, right. Like Hellison would like, be your top guy there. Yeah. You know, where you're like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, it's a really interesting. You know. On a on a on a day like today where we're kind of in between things, we those guys are off to good starts yep. this year. We wanted to we wanted to give just them just some, props them up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, some some talk and and hopefully we're gonna be getting some very specific uh, Eagles focus. A couple of a couple of things here and there. Yeah, yeah. some some Eagles things that we would like to to start doing on a on a regular basis. We're hoping that that comes to fruition and. Um, you know, our relationship with them gets continues can, to yeah, be a good one. Yeah. Continues to be solid, and we get we get some cool stuff from them. So I'm uh, be really excited about that, and hopefully, uh, you know, keep it keeping. Yeah, hopefully the you know hopefully the Eagles start getting a few saves here and there because right now their goaltending has been rough, and then it's been rough. For yeah, sure. it's been a tough adjustment, but you know, season's young. Plenty yeah. of time to go yet. Yeah, not giving up on anybody. No, 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 no. That'd be nonsense. If I've ever given up on anything or anybody, come October, what is it, the twenty fourth or fifth, right now? Like, just punch me in the face. I don't know. You maybe give up on Schmackov that early, only because I was convinced he's not a real human being. Yeah, I mean, but. it's different when you're giving up on a fake person. <laughs> It's like giving it's like giving up on your fantasy team two weeks in. It's not real. Who cares? <laughs> he still hasn't traded Makar yet, by the way. Get your offers in. It's true. It's true. I actually am going to I'm gonna do this right now. You're pulling the yeah. trigger. He's pulling the trigger live Let's on the this. show. Let's do this right now. About to make the trade happen. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna send the proposal to see how see what you can get. Yeah. Alright. Well while AJ sends his proposal. That's going to pretty much wrap up the show. We got the Avs game tomorrow night. I'll be live here from the post game alongside Blaze and uh, somebody else. AJ's going to be working the game. Yeah, so. I'll be at the game. Uh, no, <laughs> tomorrow we're supposed to have Jesse fill in for okay. Evan. We're having Jesse because yeah. Evan's Evan, Evan just gets to take yeah. a trip to Mexico. Evan, Evan, Evan's wife surprised him with an impromptu trip to Mexico. So we had to... Uh, impromptu ask Jesse yeah. to come down and help us so on the post game pod tomorrow. Come say hi to a, to an old friend of the show on yeah. tomorrow's post game. Uh, should be a fun one. Looking forward to it. Hope to see you all there. Until next time, we will talk to you all later. <laughs>